you've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. I think we put ourselves in positions, or at least I know I do, of depleting myself of that oxygen. So just close your eyes or lower your gaze. Begin to notice your breath. And notice without force how deep the breath moves into your body. Number one would be to carve out some white space in your calendar. Even if you're a busy mom and you feel like you don't have a calendar, populate it into part of your routine each day. I'm Coach Des, mindset motivator and lifestyle entrepreneur. My mission is to help you crush your self-limiting beliefs and embrace being unapologetically you. The Born Unbreakable podcast brings you inspirational stories from all over the world that will empower you to unlock your unbreakable spirit. I'd love to partner with you on your next breakthrough. Go to bornunbreakable.com to schedule a free transformational call. Action begins today. Are you looking for a one-stop shop in Las Vegas where you can comfortably stay and host an event? Athena Estate is located in Southwest Las Vegas, just 10 minutes from the Strip and offers everything you need. On over an acre of land, this indoor-outdoor venue is perfect for an intimate retreat, a small wedding, or a milestone birthday. We offer a variety of packages and services that will fit your needs and your budget. Book with us by December 26th and receive 20% off your stay or event. Visit staydorado.com, that's S-T-A-Y-D-O-R-A-D-O.com to learn more. We look forward to customizing your next experience. Welcome to the Born Unbreakable podcast. I'm your host, Coach Des, and I have a guest today that I was just confessing to that having her on the show today is a bit selfish because I feel very much that I need everything she has to offer. But the good news is that you're listening and you'll get the benefit too. (laughs) So, So that's what's so awesome about this. But I have Roberta Hughes on today who is a peaceful living expert and she's actually the founder of peaceful living where she really helps people to look at how they manage this thing we call stress in a number of different ways she has practices such as things you might be familiar with today or maybe it could be a little newer to you like yoga like meditation and those things that I, I I think today we are more open to how to incorporate those things, but I'll be the first to admit the excuse that often comes up is, but I don't have time. You know, where do I fit this in? It's just a busy day. And there's people who are listening that are parents and they've got the kids and the kids have schedules. So right when they're done with work, they do the dinner, they do the the dance class. And so then at that point, It's like, I got to go to bed and do it all over again, but I do feel stressed out. (laughs) Like it's such a necessary thing for us to figure out how to manage stress because I do think people are taking on more um, and, but they're not necessarily thinking about how to put themselves first. And I know I suffer from that. 
So I just want to thank you for being here to help us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes. Well, I, I have to start by asking you, how did you get into this space of peaceful living? Yeah. So listening to what you shared in the introduction about busy moms, that was my livelihood. So my children are grown now, but I really came to these practices as a busy mom. Um, I had my first baby when I was 25 and shortly about eight weeks after moved away from home for the first time. I was a military spouse, mostly by myself. And so Within the course of three years, I had my second baby. So before the age of 30, I was right there in the trenches of trying to manage all of the things by myself. And I had come to yoga in college, and I knew that anytime I could get down on the floor and do a little bit, I felt better. So I just started naturally weaving it into the course of my day. If my baby wasn't napping, I would get down on the floor and just lie there. I'd put him on a mattress next to me and let him just rest. And he would be quiet for maybe five, 10 minutes before I would get up and do the next thing. So over the years, that was kind of my fuel as they got a little older um, and still didn't want to necessarily go to bed by themselves. I would do yoga on the floor and let them fall asleep. And then I would leave the room. So being creative and finding that time to re-energize and rest because our bodies do need that rest was how I came to do what I do today. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. You really were being creative. You're like, I got the baby here. I'm gonna do yoga at the same time. And so here's one of the questions that I have and, and it's a personal struggle. So when it comes to exercise and wellness, I found that there were seasons in my life where I felt so good at it because my routine was such that I had consistency. Like the, my routine was more predictable where in my current, you know, I, I can't say how things are gonna be forever. I just know at the moment, it's it feels more chaotic because as an entrepreneur, I feel like I'm changing my hat each day. And so Monday doesn't look the same as Tuesday or Wednesday where, you know, this might be a 5.30 day. Oh, it's an eight o'clock day start. Oh, you know, and so it's very, um, it feels it's predictable, but then it's not. And so I struggle with, oh, because I can't say that, okay, great, every day at 4 p.m., is when I'm going to do some meditation or yoga, then I get to a point some days where I'm just like, oh, well, I guess that didn't happen. We'll try again later. Let's just try again tomorrow or the next day. And then I just find that it's so inconsistent. Like, what would you tell somebody who maybe is experiencing something similar where you just you just don't have the consistency for the moment? Yeah, life is never consistent. <laughs> as much as we try, I think we ebb and flow through different rhythms and seasons of life. And as an entrepreneur, you're almost like a busy mom, right? Because you are wearing all the hats of your business. You're managing many different things. However, there are still things that are within your control. So number one is 
How do you manage your time? Do you look at your calendar week by week, month by month? How do you normally schedule when your day will begin and when your day will end? I, you, I usually do it week by week. So like one Sunday comes around, which was yesterday. Yes. I had the somewhat slightly anxiety provoking moment where I look at the calendar and go, oh, look, it's full. Like I get excited if there's like a gap here and there. And this, I think I was going into this week looking at the calendar yesterday going, gosh, like I'm not sure when I'm going to go to the bathroom because everything is like back to back. And at some point I'm like, I don't even know when I will eat. So it, it start, I started looking at it going, I've got all the meetings scheduled. So I'll be taking care of clients, but I'm not sure where I fit in. Yeah. So the number one thing that I tell people like you is to start carving out white space, which is what you described. You get excited when you see a little bit of space in your calendar. So I would start putting that in as a regular appointment mm -hmm. throughout each week. And it doesn't necessarily have to be at the same time. So if, you know, you have a Monday-Wednesday rhythm or a Tuesday-Friday rhythm, usually a couple of the days during the week look similar. And even mm -hmm. if it can only be on one or two days to begin, mm -hmm. that's going to create consistency. And with the consistency and practicing it regularly, it will become easier for then you to find that time every single day of the week. Yeah, that is really good. I think if I do that, because you're right, it's just that Monday it'll be 5 p.m., Tuesday it'll be... 5 a.m. or it will just look different, but it will it will be there because there's intentionality behind it. Yes. Uh, and then I'm curious too, you know, because there's a few things you do, which I'd love to take a moment to talk about, you know, what each of those modalities and 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 things like that. But is there like what about the excuse that someone says where where it's like, is 30 minutes enough? Like all I have is 30 minutes. Can I really get something good out of that? Because I think a lot of times people are like, well, if I really want to get like centered with myself, don't you need at least like an hour for that? And if I can't find it, should I just forget about it and wait for the day that I have an hour? So this is kind of the all or nothing mentality. And I tell people creating time for yourself is like learning to run a marathon. You're not going to get out and do your first 5k to train for that marathon if you've never run before. So mm -hmm. if you, I would even say to you, Desiree, if you could put in from now on, every meeting is 50 minutes, and then you get those last 10 minutes for yourself, that's going to be a consistent practice that will feel good. Like, I get these 10 minutes to be a human being, use the bathroom, grab a little snack. Amazing, Roberta. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? <laughs> I'm going to start that tomorrow. Yes. Like, 15-minute meetings she's doing. Oh, I'm revolutionizing my calendar, people. <laughs> Just wait until you get those emails. Like, <laughs> it's now 50 minutes, and they get 50 minutes of your centered, focused, full attention. And you're not in those last few minutes thinking, oh my gosh, I didn't get to use the restroom, and I have this next call. So you're going to be more present for each person. You're going to be more present for yourself. And people will get so much more goodness out of those 50 minutes. And you'll get goodness out of those 10 that you've gifted to yourself. You know, you're so right, because I think about 
gosh, I feel like anybody listening can relate. We're just very programmed to do what we normally do. And like the 60 minute thing is one of those common things. And I find when I look back at the, a lot of the calls is you, you just start making up stuff to fill the whole time anyways, where you're just like, Oh, you know, you get to that point where there's like 15 minutes left and it starts to become, is there anything else people wanted to talk about? You know, and then, and then you just fill it up because you've scheduled it. So now you feel forced to use the time um, versus going, okay, great. You know, we've wrapped up early or something and then just let people go. Um, it's like a, a different way of thinking is like, yeah. hey. And if you're on a coaching call, what a gift to say, okay, like these next 10 minutes, I'm asking you to take for yourself and I'm going to give myself these 10 minutes. And you don't have to have something scheduled if making a cup of tea makes you feel wonderful or if just walking outside and taking a few breaths of fresh air feels wonderful. It can be super simple. Yeah. I made <laughs> tea yesterday and it was so wonderful. I was like, yeah. I was like, this day is crazy. I'm going to make a cup of tea. And all of a sudden it just changed like the whole mood, you know, yeah. for that that evening. But I want to ask about the different practices. So if somebody comes to you, like myself, and it's just like, Roberta, I am so stressed, I can't even explain it to you. And it's so much, where do you even start? Like, how do you know how to customize something for somebody? Is it is it always do you does everyone have the same starting point? Or how do you figure out what the custom plan is? So everyone has a unique starting point. And what I do best is listen to where things could fit into a person's life. And the practices that I teach, I offer gentle yoga, yin yoga, guided meditation, Zen breaks, and Pilates. Some of my clients come to me because they have a lot of back pain, neck pain from sitting at their desk and being in front of the camera and the screen all day. So I'll give them some movement things um, that can help their body. And others want ways to transition from work life to home life, especially if they work from home like I do. So I will give them little guided meditations. I have this candlelight meditation that a lot of my clients love to use to say, this is the end of my workday. I'm now transitioning into my home time with my family, my husband dinner, all of those things that I love to do that's considered home life instead of work life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it seems so simple, but I don't, I, most people that I talk to are in at least some kind of hybrid version of work from home. Um, I'm an example of that. I still see clients uh, like physically get on an airplane and do all that. But but much of what I can do is is here. And I know that's the same for others. And I don't know that we know how to transition. Yeah. It really is just and it's kind of a fake transition <laughs> because yes. sometimes you're like, oh, I'm done. And then you start doing something like with the family and then you're like, Oh, but you know, I'm getting an instant message. Let me, let me just see what's going on with that. And it's like a, it's it bleeds into both. You didn't, and so you just you there isn't that in that like clear break because you're like, well, I'm already here. 
like my office is right there. Why, why not? Like, what's one more email? What's one more, you know, conversation? It's not going to hurt anything except for that. It can, right? Like yes. that five minute thing you were going to check turns into 60 minutes of some sort of intense thing that, and then now it's, you know, you've totally ruined the whole vibe of the night with yeah. your, your pseudo, you know, hat. So that's, so cool that that's something that you teach people how to do is that that actual okay i'm stopping this now and i'm going over here yeah and creating what you want in that space and it too could just be one night a week that you're going to have this really clear clean transition and know everything else can wait I'm an entrepreneur as well, and I'm working with a lot of clients, and I like to be available. So I ebb and flow through really holding those boundaries and not holding those boundaries. But when you choose not to hold the boundaries, know that you're making that choice and that it's not just happening because of lack of um, intentionality, that you've chosen, okay, for this week, I know I need to give my attention to these clients. I'm going to let myself be available. But then next week, I'm going to find more time to create those transitions and really be there for my family. So you have complete control of that ebb and flow. And if creating boundaries means it's one day a week that you're really holding strong to them, that's a great beginning because it's better than not having them there at all. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's okay to start somewhere and then build on that as you're comfortable with what this looks like. So there could be, for some people, an incremental yes. way of yes. doing that. Yes. In my, one of my very first silent yoga retreats, my teacher, Sarah Powers, said, it's making an investment in your spiritual bank account. So if you can do one minute every single day consistently, that's better than trying to find 30 minutes once a month. Because the consistency of practice is what really changes your ability to bring focus to your brain, to your body. And now we're learning so much about our nervous system and how to regulate our nervous system allows us to have a better relationship to those stress symptoms when they show up. If our nervous system is always fired up, we're going to be more reactive, more anxious, more stressed out, even when little things come up. So yeah. taking these moments to rest and restore and bring your nervous system into a state of calm, if you could do that for one to five minutes every single day consistently, you'll start to feel the benefits of it and all of the things that you do. I want that. <laughs> So you reminded me when we were chatting earlier that April is a specific month. What is April? April is Stress Awareness Month, and we focus the whole month about doing things that help us bring our nervous system to a place of rest. So mm -hmm. Our bodies were meant to rest and our bodies were meant to work. And in our Western culture, we get the work thing really well. But we, for whatever reason, feel guilty about giving ourselves that time to rest. Yeah, we're not that great. If there was a poll, I just have this feeling if there was a global poll, the United States might not be that great on the no. whole. No. You know, 
And I don't know that statistic, but I do know there's a Harvard study that says our minds wander 47% of the time. So just by nature, we have wandering minds, which is what I think turns a lot of people away from meditation because they feel like they're not good at it and they can't do it. Mm -hmm. And frustration comes up when they try to quiet the mind. But it can be almost like a little game that you play, you know, dip in a little bit for one minute at a time. That's what my Zen breaks really are. They're two to five minutes of guidance to okay. just help you reset your focus, come to your breath, come to a place of feeling calm and at ease before you go on to the next thing. So some of my clients who do work um, on the screen quite a bit, they'll do one of these little Zen breaks in between their mm -hmm. sessions so that they can transition to the next thing on their calendar. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I want to go through an example of this because what you just described is something I hear. I have these, these very casual conversations with people about meditation and it is often said, Oh, I couldn't do that. I, I think of way too many things. Like how could you not think? And like the, it's the, I get, how could you not think of anything? That's there's always something going on in there that's impossible, you know, so I can imagine because a lot of the things when you go to um, certain apps or you start to see maybe some of the more popular things, it's described as as like 20 minutes. And, and that just seems totally out, out, out of the ballpark of, of capability. So I think people just tell themselves, well, I'm just not a meditation person because like I, 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 I couldn't do that. So would you recommend to start be maybe this example of a two to five minute Zen break and, and yeah. see that it's not that bad? Let's do one. Are you ready? My gosh, this is so awesome. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. So just close your eyes or lower your gaze. Begin to notice your breath. And notice without force how deep the breath moves into your body. Out force how the breath moves up and out of your body. And then notice after the inhale, there's this gentle pause of the breath that kind of swirls around inside of your body. And after the exhale, there's another pause, this moment of breathlessness before that next sip of air comes in. These are the four parts of the breath. The inhale, the pause, the exhale, and the pause. At any moment, these four parts of the breath are available to you. And when the mind is following the flow and rhythm of your natural breath, this will subside. On your next inhale, notice all of the muscles in the body that open and expand to receive the breath. And on the exhale, notice those gentle contractions of the muscles in the body to release the breath. And now bring your attention to your heart space and feel the rise and fall of the breath in your heart. And here in your heart, notice if there are emotions that are present. 
Notice sensation. And let this gentle massage of the breath nourish and nurture your heart. now maybe create an intention that you would like to bring with you into the remainder of your day. And say those words silently to yourself. Maybe it's just one word. And then as you're ready, you can open your eyes. And let me know how you feel. Awesome. (laughs) Your face looks so amazing, just like very soft and relaxed. And now I can take this part of our conversation and replay it because I was the next thing I, I started thinking as you were about to do this. And then I heard the soothingness of your voice was, you know, when you have that empty space and you can actually do this in your day, because I, I love that it's brief. It helps to have that, you know, the the voice that that can walk you through that. So you really are going through the breaths. Um, but so everyone can have that. <laughs> from yes. This <laughs> I think that's it just shows how short it can be. And it yeah. really can make you. It's like this little gift. Yeah. And, you know, it's really not. I think the myth is that in meditation, we shut down our thoughts, which isn't the case. Any seasoned meditator will tell you, like, sometimes it's like watching clouds floating through a sky. Sometimes it's like sitting by a busy freeway. Those thoughts are always coming and going. Mm -hmm. It's our relationship to them. Do we get carried with them and kind of go down those rabbit holes, if you will? Or do we have the ability to bring ourselves back to the breath? We call them anchors in meditation. So the breath is a big anchor. It's always there for you. And it's practice and play in the breath. Oh, I'm thinking, find the breath. Like it can be fun and playful. It doesn't have to be so serious and rigid. And Yeah, but it does help because when you're focused on the breath, you're really, you know, feeling that energy here and, mm-hmm. and it does keep you because I, I didn't feel like I was thinking of anything because Good. I was on listening and, and having that sensation, which is uncommon because most of the time there's like a running to do list. Yeah. That's like 20% checked off, which is part of the, the, the challenge is because you're trying to, you know, get further and further as you go through your day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned at the, uh, you know, when we first started our conversation, a few different kinds of yoga that yes. you do. Um, and I think it's a, it's a broad term. And so for anyone listening that you probably know, a little, you know, enough to know that yoga is, is a practice that you can do for stress relief and also great for, you know, the health in terms of stretching and doing things for your body. What's the difference between the different kinds of yoga that you mentioned? So I really focus on gentle yoga and yin yoga. Yin yoga is a passive practice where we put ourselves into, I like to say shape instead of pose because we're creating a shape like child's pose um, is a shape, almost like a rock. And if we think of it more as a shape and settling in for time and learning to become still, 
we're doing a lot of things physically, which is tugging on the connective tissue, helping with joint mobility, helping with circulation, helping with blood flow. But then we can go through the layers. And on an energetic level, we're helping regulate our nervous system. And we're also stimulating the meridian system. If you look at the Chinese meridian theory, which is what acupuncturists um, focus on when you go for an acupuncture session, yin yoga is like acupressure to the body. So we're really helping to benefit the whole health and well-being of the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual body through that practice. Mm-hmm. And we learn how to stay for time because we stay in these postures anywhere from one minute to 20 minutes. I tend to teach five minutes, but again, we learn to be passive. We learn to set our barometers so it's not too much, not too little. Mm -hmm. And it really is a time to gain self-awareness. So oftentimes people will realize a reflection of how they are in their normal life. So if they're a push, push, push person and they try to do that to themselves on the mat, a lot of resistance shows up physically, mentally. And then they realize, okay, when I back off a little bit, I can actually be more focused. I can be less reactive. I can be more present. So I love yin yoga for that aspect of learning how to learn your patterns and identify them, gain that self-awareness, and then take it into all of the things that you love to do so that you're more productive and more empathetic and more authentic in your work life and personal life. Gentle yoga is, for me, the ability to move your body to help you feel better. So for yoga and Pilates both, for me, it's less about looking a certain way. It's more about how do I feel in my body, creating tools that you feel confident using if your back starts to hurt you or your neck pain starts to get a little bit out of control, learning tools and techniques that are going to help you take care of your physical body so that you don't feel like you're always at the mercy of physical pain. Mm -hmm. If somebody is like, okay, I'm not quite ready to go to a class because I feel self-conscious and I don't, you know, I got to buy a yoga mat and everything. What's the best way if they did want to try to do something at home? Do you just go on YouTube (laughs) No. So peaceful living, that was the whole reason I created peaceful living, because you can do everything that I teach from the comfort of your own home or office. And I started teaching um, in this way during the pandemic. I would just get on Facebook live and teach three times a week for free. And a lot of the people who were showing up had never taken yoga before. I'm the only one on the screen. So I'm giving instruction. You get to have the privacy. But then over time, I would get pictures of people laying on the floor with their dogs and their cats and saying, my knees don't hurt anymore and my back feels better. And you can gain that confidence from the privacy of your own home. So I have more than 150 videos in my on-demand library. And I really focus on instruction that is good for everybody and give a lot of options and opportunities to make your body the most comfortable Plus, I do a self-care success call with each person that joins my community. Mm -hmm. And that's an opportunity for me to find out where they need more confidence and support. And Mm -hmm. I give them that through a self-care success plan. Some clients are 
really independent and only do um, what's available live stream and on demand and they create their own schedules. Others see me privately once a month where I actually watch their bodies move and give some advice and some pointers and it's a very private one-on-one, um, just like you and I are here on screen together. Yeah. And um, yeah, so. It's nice that there's a variety yes. of options, you know, because there, I, I totally recognize there's people listening and they're like, oh, I'm a yogi. Like, I know what I'm doing, <laughs> you know? And then there's some people that are like, I have no idea. What I'll probably yeah. follow. I try to do any kind of anything, you know, because I think that's like the intimidation is that you have to be very flexible or, you know, you have to be this person that that, you know, comes to the table with a certain level of expertise to be successful at yoga. But there's so many benefits, like you said. So if one was listening today and they were like, I can get with that program, I'd love to see what's available. How would they go about getting that from Peaceful Living via website. So, yeah, peacefulliving.com. Fool has two L's, so it's three L's all in a row. I will give you a link where they can do 30 days for free. And with that 30 days free, they get the self-care success plan created by me. And it might be just one or two videos that I'm going to put into your plan so that you can really get familiar and practice them and gain your confidence. I'm also on Instagram at Roberta underscore peaceful living. And all of the reels that I make are things that you can do in the middle of your day. So I try to focus on real life situations. If you have neck pain, this would work. If you have back pain, this would work. So you can follow me and get that material for free. You can send me a DM and say, hey, you know, this isn't feeling great in my body. Do you have any suggestions? And that's oftentimes the inspiration for the reels that I put on Instagram. Oh, that's so good. I'm sure you get some interesting, you know, feedback from people of like, oh, definitely the back pains, the shoulder pains, things like that. And we, it is interesting because there is a lot of the sitting. So I can imagine that is it was a big thing through, I mean, now, and then it's particularly through the pandemic where um, being sedentary it, it is difficult because people felt like, well, they were getting up and moving a lot more before. And now they, they might spend hours just like you and I are doing right now, sitting in a chair in front of a computer. So. And I think everyone's probably heard the saying, sitting is the new smoking. It really does a lot of pressure on your hips, your spine. And um, so we have to be intentional about bringing other types of movement into our day if we're sitting down for long periods of time. What would you suggest? Uh, because I've seen some different accessories, yoga accessories. So, um, and I'm one of those people just kind of that I learn as I go. So if I see something interesting, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I'll get that. So I do have, like I have a yoga wheel because I thought that was the greatest thing. So I will say as much as I feel like I don't do the one thing I do do is that yoga wheel because it is quick. I will take that out in the mornings um, or sometimes in the evenings or both. And I will use it for stretching because I do feel like I build up a lot of tension in my back, especially from sitting. And I feel like it's just such a great way to, you know, go on there and stretch out 
And, and it's like, oh, this is awesome, you know, without yeah. having to go to a chiropractor or something like that. What are, and I see like little blocks and what, what are the different things that people get when they start becoming a little bit more versatile with their yoga skills that help with the process of yoga? Yeah, it can be a little overwhelming. And the great thing about the videos that I teach, I will list yoga props for people who already have those in their home. And then I also list home alternatives. So the typical yoga props would be a yoga block. A home alternative could be a folded bath towel. So folded in half, folded in half, folded in thirds. They're about the same height and can offer the same support. Um, a yoga strap is great for stretching legs and hamstrings. If you don't have a yoga strap, you can get a belt from a bathrobe. Even a tie from your husband's closet, if there's one that he doesn't mind. Silk is too, like you're going to probably ruin that over time. But if it's anything other than silk, that would work. Um, a yoga bolster is a nice firm cushion. So you could get a firm cushion from your sofa or your bed. Um, some people have those really pretty decorative rolled up pillows that are similar to a yoga bolster. Mm -hmm. um, and then you mentioned the yoga wheel. That's kind of, you know, a more bougie prop, if you will. But it really does put your back into extension, which is why it feels so good to you after sitting for long periods. You know, our spines are mostly in flexion, that C curve. When we can open it up and go into extension, it's like, our spines were meant to do that, be flexed and to extend, bend to the side and rotate. All six ranges of motion are needed for that healthy spine. Um, so the yoga wheel, you could also get one of, if you have children, um, one of their play balls and put a little less air in it. And you can use that kind of like the yoga wheel and do an extension over it. So I love to be creative, and if I don't have this, how how can I still manage? Um, a meditation cushion, you could get a couple of firm blankets or bath towels and stack those up to the height that you need so that you can try seated meditation if that's something that you would like to do. But meditation can be done sitting in a chair, lying down on your bed, um, yeah. walking slowly in the grass. But no, I, I'm glad you're mentioning this because that's the other thing sometimes is like, you start looking at the products. I mean, and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this wheel. It's this thing. And, you know, so I wanted to get a good one. And of course it's more expensive than maybe like something else. Cause it's, I got the one that does have the, um, it's not flat. It has like the kind of like rivets on it. Yeah. Um, so I guess it kind of feels like a massage ish. If you, if you're actually like rolling on it and I have, they have the ones that are just completely flat. Um, but I like the alternatives because if somebody's like, well, I'm not going to go buy that thing, you know, I don't, I don't want to, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm budgeting or something, then they can and get it. Sometimes, back. you know, people get so overwhelmed with all of the things that then they don't even get started. And so those ridges on the yoga wheel are kind of working the spinal erectors, which are the muscles that go all along your spine that can get really tense and tight you can take two tennis balls, put them in a sock and just lay with those two tennis balls and kind of keep moving it incrementally down to get that same release. Um, and then I did want to say the number one investment that I would encourage a person to make if they want to go into a yoga practice would be getting a mat that you really love and that's non-toxic, kind mm -hmm. of like a runner buying that pair of shoes that they know it's really going to perform well for them. 
So don't skimp on the yoga mat. Let that be your biggest investment. And then Mm -hmm. over time, like I said, you can use things from home and add the props in that you know that you're using more regularly as it makes sense to do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense is like stick to the main thing, the essential. And then you can, as your practice gets more sophisticated, you can, you know, maybe add to it. But I I love the simplicity because I I think that is less intimidating for the people who are, are like, oh, gosh, I don't know about building this whole arsenal. But I do have a towel and I do have some cushions, you know, where I can be creative with this. And I I do think it makes it fun because we start to recognize the the versatility of the things in our own home. Like, oh, hey, cool. You know, and I think I really came to that place of offering alternatives during pandemic because people were on quarantine. It's not like ordering products at that time was really difficult. You could hardly get any type of workout equipment during the pandemic because everyone ordered everything and then our supply chain was empty. So I wanted people to know right here in your home, there are so many things available for you to support your health and well-being, to help you feel better, sleep better and live with less pain. Yeah. And that is, and and that is the thing. I feel like chronic pain is such a, a dominant thing in many conversations. Um, you know, I, I talk to people who are in the CBD industry um, and they're they're hearing so much more. And that's why their products, they want to offer different things for folks, because that um, is a more of a complement to to the kind of practices that they're already doing from a physical perspective. So pain management, I do think, is is more rampant now. And, and people really are trying to find those things to maintain so they don't end up with what what is like chronic pain um you know to to do these this kind of stuff so as we approach um stress awareness month what are some of the common things that you can what what are some tips that you might want to share with people as they think about how to manage their stress i mean not not just in the month of april of course i mean we want to build that awareness but are there some some tips to start with that maybe people can practice ongoing number one would be to carve out some white space in your calendar even if you're a busy mom and you feel like you don't have a calendar populate it into part of your routine each day because we have routines and rhythms with our children the same way we have routines and rhythms with clients and our professional life. So carve out that white space. If it's even one day a week to begin, that's huge. And keep that promise to yourself. And know that five minutes is better than nothing at all. And reward yourself for taking those five minutes. Number two is movement heals. So the more that you can move your body, the better you're going to feel, the less chronic pain you'll have. So find movement practices that help you gain confidence and know that movement doesn't have to be competitive. It doesn't have to be forced. It can actually feel good. So that's number two, movement heals. Number three is you deserve to rest. So are you giving yourself the opportunities to rest throughout the day, even if it's just for those five minutes at a time? Mm -hmm. And really make bedtime your time to rest. So starting to create rituals where your brain knows that it's time to get quiet and relaxed and get a good night's sleep when possible. 
Yeah. I've become a fan of the nap. I kind of like go back to kindergarten where, you know, your teacher was like, it's nap time. I'm like, as adults, like nap time is kind of cool still too. I've been finding in my day where, where there is that small window of like that 20 minutes, it can feel so like that 20 minutes can be it's like that power nap. I think that what they call it, um, that is just that little bit of extra that goes, okay, great. I can, you know, move on to this next thing. Um, and, and I, and I feel like there's workplaces. I haven't studied it enough. I think I heard it. It might have been a Google thing where there, there are places actually in the work environments. If you are physically going that they may even make spaces where people can do that kind of thing. Um, like a, a nap because they have schedules that are flexible like that. Yeah, that's one of my dreams actually is to work with companies to build rejuvenation rooms where employees can go and rejuvenate. I have written many guided meditations. I'm going to send one to you to try Desiree. It is like a guided nap and they're anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes long. They're delivered in the style of yoga nidra. So you're listening to my voice, but it takes your body into that deepest level of consciousness where true rest and healing take place. And then when you come out, it's even better than a nap because sometimes naps can leave us feeling a little groggy. Mm. Where the guided meditation, you'll feel that way for maybe the first couple of minutes. But as you start to walk around and drink water, your energy level actually rises and you feel more productive going into the next part of your day. Gosh, I love that. I would love that. Yeah, I, I is for some reason, this feels so serendipitous, like the timing of this. It's funny because I remember that um, I was trying, we were trying to have our schedules to have this interview sooner. And then just through the back and forth, it ended up landing now. And it felt, it feels so timely where I'm just like, oh yeah, uh-huh, that, I'm going to need that. I'm going to have to try that. Let's incorporate that. It's just, And I think too, part of my feeling with it is it's the closing of the, I, I, you know, do a lot of work in the corporate world and it's like the closing of the first quarter. So it's like that last um, week and month where then you, you know, you move on to the next set of things as you, as we're now going into April and spring and a whole nother set of goals. So there's a lot of that sensation of cramming things in. Yes. Into this last. And so I think that's why that's that, that's why it's elevated for me. This intentionality of like, even though the plate, it feels like this is a, um, a week where a lot is happening. I, I feel that need to, okay. I got to build in some things because, you know, if we're, if you don't do that, then you can't possibly be effective in all that are getting added, you know, to the plate. So something's got to, the white space has got to get made somewhere. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You have to give yourself the space and the grace to rest and restore and then be intentional about your next action. So I'm curious, you know, as you think about peaceful living and what you've created, because I think it's amazing, especially the virtual piece that you, you've described, because I think that just opens the door to so many more people. Um, what's next for you as you think about the years ahead? What, what are you thinking of? So I just got certified in this technique called pure energy facial meditation. 
and it's reflexology for the face. So this is a practice that I do for in-person clients, although you can teach it as well. So I'll be creating some packages where I might go to a destination and teach this um, do the practice one time and then I can teach continuing sessions on Zoom where people can really use this as a way to regulate their nervous system and rest. I also went through a training with the Veterans Yoga Project. So I am now able to offer yoga for veterans and first responders and healthcare workers who are living with compassion fatigue, um, post-traumatic stress syndrome and um, trauma. So that will be something that I'll be doing. Also last year, I, I auditioned for Hotworks to be one of their virtual instructors. And I made it to the top 15, went to the finals. And I'm an audition again, hoping to make the top seven. But they did call me out to film um, for their Soul Spa brand. So I filmed in January, Hot Detox Yoga and Hot Chakra Meditation. And then I've been doing some things for HR.com, writing some articles on how to bring stress relief and stress management into the workplace. So I hope to start doing more enrichment for leadership retreats and leadership trainings to help leaders build empathy, authenticity, and self-awareness and their leadership skills. And what else? I think that's it for now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a lot. That is that is amazing. I think it's so neat that you're continuing to extend um, and expand your practice through different ways to to reach people. And especially, I have to say, in the workplace, I, I do see a shift of it becoming more of a priority, like when people uh, companies offer like their wellness you know, benefits, um, and they start to put information out there to employees. They're actually encouraging, you know, more things. I've also seen in my own firm, um, I do consulting, and they've actually at times put it on our calendars, like um, a few options because they recognize that, you know, everyone's schedules are a little different, but it will be 30 minutes, um, I, it could be sometimes more where you can actually join and there is a facilitator that is doing um, what, one, one or the other. I, I've seen yoga. I've seen meditation. So I think that's a really uh, big thing for our future is, I mean, what if we did get to a place and every, you know, company was doing something to offer that to people and, and prioritized the, the well-being, that would be so amazing to see that even more broad. And that, like I said, is my dream. If you could build a little room where people could go and it just comes onto the screen and the facilitator is there leading and it's a moment of respite and rejuvenation and renewal and then you're back into your productivity and probably mm -hmm. being more productive and yielding better results and higher goals than if you were to keep just going and going and going. Yeah, I love that. Well, as we close, I wanted to just ask you a few questions about yourself. Um, uh, it's just a, a way that I'd like to get people to, to know a little bit more about you. Um, so the first question that I have for you is, uh, what is something that is on your bucket list? 
My bucket list would be to spend like a full month, if not longer, on the beach somewhere. I live here in Denver, Colorado. I grew up in Arizona. The beach has always been a place that makes me feel peaceful and whole. So to take a full month or longer and just be on the beach. Yeah, I hear you. I have a friend that just uh, totally decided to let go of the, you know, living in Seattle and she just moved her practice of uh, her, she does coaching with relationships and mentorship and things and she moved to Bali. And I get to see her, her content every day and I'm like, that is not a bad place to wake up and do what you do. So yeah, that's even for a month, that would be, that would be amazing. Um, What is a self-limiting belief? that you've had to overcome? One of them is that I'm a failure. That comes up anytime I'm so focused on quick results. So if I set a goal and the results don't happen in the amount of time that I think they should, I Mm -hmm. begin to think I'm a failure, I can't do it, um, I'm terrible, all of the things, you know. And I have found to redirect that mindset, it really helps me to create that big goal and to stay focused on the smaller action steps and look at the results of those actions and what I have gained through taking action rather than not quite being as far to the goal as I would like to be. Yeah, we do that to ourselves, don't we? Yeah. Own worst critics. I can I can certainly relate to that. Um, when you think about success principles, what is a principle that has stood out for you in your life and in your practice? That you have to rest and recover to have the energy and the tenacity and the strength to climb those big mountains, to achieve those big goals, to do the things that you dream of. Yeah. Oh, so true. It's so true. Um, if there was one thing that you would want to accomplish, like a goal by the end of this year, what would it be? So I set a huge revenue goal for myself, um, which is $300,000. And <laughs> that would be amazing if I got to that revenue goal this year. And there's something about putting it out there in the universe that I believe in manifestation. I do believe that way you put out, you get back that energy, you emanate, suddenly things start flowing to you. And so there's something to be said for that. And I know that there's a lot of folks listening that are like, oh, goals. It's just hard because you feel defeated if you don't. But it's one of those things that it's like you get closer to it, you know, or maybe even surprise yourself and surpass it. But by not doing it at all, you're you're not putting a stake in the ground, you yes. know. So and here's I, another thing, if you don't mind me sharing, because another one of my limiting beliefs is that I have to work for somebody else to make good money. And revenue has always been a thing that I've had a fear of setting for myself because I'm not a person that tends to focus on money. I focus on whose lives am I changing. So when I think of that 300000 and then think, well, that would be so many people who are starting to rest, who are starting to take care of themselves, who are starting to be kinder to themselves. And what that ripple effect would mean 
in the world would be tremendous. Yeah. And it, and it is. And I think, I think anytime there's something that is tied to like a monetary goal, when you think about it in terms of impact and service, it changes your whole lens mm-hmm. on it because um, it's hard when you think about it in a finite way like that, when you're attaching a purpose to it and, and it's a higher purpose beyond yourself, it makes it so much more fulfilling, you know, and that's why I love, you know, with the way that you have the title with, you, you know, your business is you, you have those extra L's in yes. there. <laughs> yes. um, Roberta, how can people find you, stay in touch with you? What are the best ways for people to do that? Because I think that after today, this is really giving myself and anyone listening that pause to go, yes, I do want to prioritize myself. I will prioritize myself, but I have to start somewhere. (laughs) So maybe Roberta could be my first step. Yeah. So I would say to click on the link in the show notes, sign up for that 30-day free membership, meet with me and get your self-care success call. If you're not quite ready to take that step, visit my website, peacefulliving.com. I have blogs on there that talk a lot about I'm getting a good night's sleep, what is yin yoga, how to de-stress and have a better relationship to stress. There's tons of free information on my blog page, plus all of the podcast episodes that I've been a guest on are on my press page. Yours will be there as well. So if you like to listen while you're driving, the more you're immersing yourself in the inspiration of making yourself a priority, the closer you'll get to taking action. So let that be a part of your life. Yes, absolutely. And follow me on Instagram at Roberta underscore Peaceful Living. Yes, I feel like that is the popular like place that everyone goes. And I have to say, because when you when you were telling me um, auditioning, you know, and you're in the and now and you're still in this process and, and you're in the top, which is, I think is so cool. Your voice, like, I don't know if you get this often, if this is like a common feedback point, but it's extremely soothing. And I don't know if that's just over the practice of time and because of what you do. So it's it's a, like a vibe that you create, but they've got to pick you for whatever, you know, the things are, because you just have that. That that essence that is like perfect for Thank this. You. you got it now. You, I'm going to be like thinking about this where you're going to have to let me know. I don't know what the process or when you're supposed to hear back from all of this. But. Yeah, no, audition packages are due May 15th. So I'll let you know and you can kind of help um, promote because there is an online voting portion before the final competition. So I would love your support. And, you know, my voice is my voice. Even when I try to make it excited, people still think I sound very calm and relaxing. So it's very relaxed. I mean, when we were breathing, I was like, I probably could do this for like more than five minutes. It's just so fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's that's a thing. I don't know. Like the only other, you know, because I'm certainly not like a an expert, but I would I would <laughs> I would do this um, Oprah and Deepak Chopra's you know 21 day meditation experience. Like every time they do free ones, and then if you want to do paid, like beyond the 21 days, they like share all the packages with you, and like like Deepak's voice is normally like who you hear. So like probably about like eight minutes that I'm like, I kind of end up going into like a little bit of a sleep zone. So I might miss like the last, cause they're usually about like 12 minutes or so. 
just the meditative part, but besides right. like talking and stuff. And so, um, it is like, it, it's making me think of like, who are all the voices that I've heard? Uh, because yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's maybe some voices that wouldn't be. Yes. There have been meditations that I've listened to that I'm just like so distracted by, by yeah. the voice that I can't even follow the instruction. And I think that's just human preference. We have things that we're drawn to and attracted to. And when our brain associates with them, the brain just automatically is willing to calm down and focus and settle. Yeah. But if it creates a reaction, it takes us in the opposite direction. Yeah. Oh, this is so great. I'm, I feel, I feel energized now. I, I came to this interview and you know, like from when I stepped into it, um, I, I felt very like, oh gosh, there's just so much. And now I'm like, it's fine. You've like, got this. Okay. It's gonna, it's gonna be there and I'm gonna go through it. So it does make a difference. I just want to say like the, the little, the little small things like breathing. I love that so much. I really do want to incorporate that, but thank you for sharing your time, sharing your energies, sharing your wisdom. I, I really think this episode is so valuable to so many people. I hope so. I loved being here. I loved getting to know you a little bit through this interview and hopefully we'll stay connected through Instagram and just keep supporting each other. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I don't know about you, but I needed that interview with Roberta Hughes today. The breathing, the making space on the calendar, all of it. Fantastic. We underestimate often the time that we need to make for ourselves and putting ourselves as a priority. So if there's anything that you got out of today's episode, I hope it's that you can make yourself a priority by carving out that intentional space for you on your calendar. Like Roberta said, even if it looks a little bit different every day, and even if it's for little bits at a time, we have to fill our cup up first before we can go and do that for others. It's just like the airplane. You've got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody else. I think we put ourselves in positions, or at least I know I do, of depleting myself of that oxygen. And it gets to a point where it feels like it's too late that I'm trying to get that energy that I, you know, was struggling to, to obtain before. So if that is you, or this may be a reminder for you to bring some of that rejuvenation into your life, let today be a reminder. It is Stress Awareness Month next month in the month of April. So we can do this. We can commit to ourselves, giving ourselves time, giving ourselves that honor, that grace, that commitment, that healing. We deserve that. We deserve that. So do follow Roberta. What a phenomenal woman. I don't know about you, but her voice was just like very angelic. And uh, I was totally enraptured by it. I easily could have went and listened to her in a full-on meditation uh, because it was so soothing. So uh, please rate and review the episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone that may need this in their lives right now. Remember that you are your only limit. So take action today and I'm excited for you to tune in to more 
because more is in store on the Born Unbreakable podcast. Thanks for tuning in.